Life's a Mitch. Hey guys, welcome back to episode, I feel it's 19 of Life's a Mitch podcast. So last week, I spoke to a guy by the name of Jack Kemmer, or as he put it, Jack Hammer, when you put it really quickly. Awesome name. And it was interesting because he was an, he's an American guy who's a male rights activist. So, and that doesn't mean like it's anti-feminism by no means. He, he raised some good points. He, um... Sort of like along the lines of any blokes out, you might be able to agree with me, is that you know when things go pear shaped, where are the support networks for men? You know, things out there like men, men's mental health, or you know after a breakup, you know, and the, the the woman might get the custody of the kids. Where does a man go? Um, what support networks are out there? So we spoke a bit about that. And we broke it down, and he actually had a date with Oprah as well. So that was interesting. So go back and listen to that. So this week. I, uh, I've come back home. Next guest is uh, a local guy who I happen to work with, uh, have for about 12 months now or so. Um, so, sir, could you tell us your name? Tell us why you wanted to come onto the potty and a little bit about yourself, please. Righto. Well, I'm Jason. Um, yeah, I've worked with Mitch for a bit. Yeah, and we, we started with a, um, um, I think I gave him a mum joke to start with. <laughs> That was a pretty funny moment. Slayed minimum in your day, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. It was, it was actually a fun way to start a conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, so why I'm on here, it's, um, it's probably to express myself. and Express yourself. Express, man. Um, and maybe get a bit of yeah, inspiration for some people. Because yeah, I think I've had a bit of an interesting life. Um, yeah. I put a lot of effort into bettering myself. Um, I think, yeah, we're always upgrading. Yeah, fair enough. So the idea is to spread some awareness, um, and tell your story, and try and motivate others through the means you've used to better yourself. Hundred percent. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, to give people examples of what I've done in my life, and if that inspires them, well, awesome. If I inspire one person, I've done my job. Fair enough. So, so this is a home show. Quite often, when I get international, it's done over Zoom and. This gentleman, Jace, here today is at the Fatula Pads in Curry Curry, and um, he's probably the fittest looking bloke I've ever seen. He come through <laughs> graces uh, through this through this place. So like, you know, his his uh, lunch today was uh, olive oil, rice cakes, and beef, like ground beef, and mine was the latte with the most sugar in the world and an abundance <laughs> of fish and cream cheese. So moral of the story is. Do you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, we're just different. But we had a mad workout session this morning. Um, yes, we a, did. Which is a good way to start. Come on, Mitchie, you did a PB. Tell us about that. Yeah, I finally got to the very embarrassing deadlift of 160 kilos. So, you know, that's half my body weight. <laughs> Dude, no, nah, you, you did well. It was fun. Um, yeah, always, always love training. Yeah, fair enough. So, when we think of Jace, we think of a lot of guys at work Call him Vanilla Ice because <laughs> hat backwards, you know, the blonde hair, you know, the whitest looking guy you've ever met in your life. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> but like, um, so Jace is like me. Uh, we uh, we operate haul trucks in the morning. And we do the shift work of life. So like, you know, so what we'll do is, you know, Jace, you know, as you know, it's about storytelling. Yep. Um, so tell us a bit about your background. Like, where, you know, how did you get to this point of, you know, um, wanting to better people, better yourself? Tell us about your story, how you started out bettering yourself and some of the hardships that you've had to overcome and just give us a sense as to like where you're coming from and what you're trying to achieve uh yeah right well i'll 
I'll actually go way back to like when I was a, a kid. So I lived in Sydney to start with. Then we moved up to Bathurst, like from a country town. Um, when I went back to schooling, I like moved to a country and I was never accepted because I was always like looked at as a city kid. So I was never accepted in that environment. And how old were you when you moved, when you made the movie out there? Oh, now, now you're pushing buttons. Um, Good. <laughs> Oh, it's probably about eight on. Oh, yeah, probably about. So primary school. Prim- age. Yeah, primary school yeah. age. Yeah, yeah, primary kids, school. Kids age. can be cruel. Yeah, look, like, so I also um, I was born in Dubbo, and my dad's side of the family is from Orange, so that's out that way. Yep, yep. And if there's one thing I know about ba- two things I know about Bathurst. One, obviously, a very famous V8 supercar race. Two, yeah. it is fucking cold. <laughs> it, it is. It is cold. Mm. Definitely is. Um, maybe that affects the kids. I don't know. Um, but. I didn't really find found I fit in there. So then we went back to Sydney. Um, how long had it? How long? Why'd you go back to Sydney? Or how long passed? Like, um, it was only like a couple of years. Details, um, man. Details. 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 I spent about a year, um, and my schooling went backwards. And Mum and Dad were like, "Look, we, we can't we can't keep doing this for for me and my sister." Yep. So you got um, okay. So you got a sibling as well. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I got got a few siblings. I'm I'm the youngest, obviously the best. <laughs> Um, if any Jason siblings are listening to this, feel free to give him a punch in the arm or something. <laughs> so, assert your dominance. <laughs> oh, th- I'm sure they will. They'll have fun doing it too. That's all a bit of sibling rivalry. Yeah, of course. I've got a few siblings myself. Yeah. I'm the youngest. I've got a full-blooded brother, a half-sister, and three step-siblings. Um, my family is quite the unique setup. Anyway, sorry, I keep that you off. No, that's cool, man. It's cool. Um... But as you know, the youngest, like, we, at this, this is upgrades every time. <laughs> yeah, or well, there's that golden child in brackets thing, but... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. No, I am just stirring, but yeah. All good. Okay, so you went back to Sydney. You're what now? Almost to high school at this point. Yeah, I was year six. So just this another um, one more year of primary school. I was very behind um, after that. And again, I then was a country kid that didn't fit in... To the city, so like, I found myself like it was a balance, um, and I found I never really fit in anywhere. So I was bullied a lot, and I probably struggled with that a lot, like through that age group. Yep. And I struggled with trying to like express myself, and it it, it causes a lot of uh, insecurity. So I look, feel this glamour. I wasn't always the ravishing, strong man I am now. <laughs> I I copped a bit of um, a bit of bullying myself, like I. Small kid, blonde bowl cut till I was about 25. No, I was kidding. Um, no, I, I get that too. Like, because uh, I was a younger sibling, um, I didn't have the confidence. Like, my brother was always, like, growing up, was always, like, broad, confident, always held himself to high esteem. And I, I always struggled myself. Um, yeah. You know, I, all through high school, I was this uh, weird, anxious, um, somewhat flamboyant kid, like kind of like a quirky nerd, but always loved playing footy in that too. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. like, that's the honest truth. I wasn't always the winner I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, sounds like we have a similar kind of experience. Um, so I just found it very hard to express myself and the only, my only get out was sport. I love sport. So escapism. Yeah. Yeah. My only escape of that was sport. So um, you like me, were you a league and soccer kid or... Ah, uh, yeah, rugby union actually. You're a union man. Yeah, but just any any sport, I actually I was lucky, pretty good at. Yeah, I well, I I use sport to get out of class. Uh, yes. I I just you know if I could made the school team, like I played a bit of tennis, so you know that's fine. But I 
played cricket as well, but I represented the school at all things like squash, volleyball, just because I could. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I represented the school in about nine different sports. Yeah, that's you the know, go. This flabbering dad bod 14-year-old kid <laughs> just absolutely tearing it up. Tearing it up, bro. That's, that's how you want it to like be. Like a majestic lava lamp just <laughs> melting over everything. That's the go. That's the go. So I guess um, from there, I actually then went straight into work after year 10. Um, you, left, so you left school? I, le- I left school, yeah. I had enough. I, I couldn't deal with that situation anymore. And you're now 30, yeah? Yeah, okay, 30. Yeah. So yeah. you're a bit my age. Yeah, getting old. Yeah. Getting on. Getting on. But I'm probably in the best mental space I've ever been in. So. And how did you finally get the confidence to go, you know what, I'm going to break these chains. You take all this insecure like history you had, all this anxiety, all this stress, maybe depression, I don't know, whatever it might have been. How did you then collective collectively put that together and get this positive mindset? Um, it, it started because um, my mum and dad have all, oh, not more so mum actually, like mum's pretty much a hippie, so, <laughs> Fair like, so I'm pretty much a hippie too. Just chilled out, <laughs> this nothing, is, yeah, nothing bothers you. Just chilled out, yeah. So I guess mum put us through some like self-development things. Um, so we just started on that and like every event or thing that we went to, like you just feel good like afterwards and it's just like... So can you give us an example of what you'd go to? Like what... Um, one of the guys we saw was Correct Ashley, and we did his his I think three or four day um, in person course. Um, and like we walked over hot coals, like they go through mindset things. Um, you pretty much learn how to deal with situations and kind of like control your mind a bit more and have a bit more okay so awareness of what what your thoughts are. Fair enough. So it's things like. Mindfulness techniques, it's things like, you know, overcoming stress and fear and um, sort of facing fears as well. Yeah, it's just about more about how to handle your life and to better yourself, really. And I think that's that's the ultimate goal in life, like, is, I think, to upgrade yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it comes back to that classic quote, if you can't learn something every day, then it's a waste of day. Yeah. I mean... Uh, me personally, I um, this is going to be hard for me to admit, but I uh, I was quite an anxious uh, kid. I was an anxious child. I um, you know, without going too into it, I was exposed to a fair bit of stuff that would make me anxious, like shit at school. Um, you know, some of the things you'd see outside of school as well. Like um, a friend of mine's parents were constantly bickering, and you know, like you can see how confu- like how confused and. Kids in that environment, it's monkey see, monkey do. So, like, yeah. chances are if the, if the parents are aggressive, so are the kids. Yeah, that's, and then that's how it works. on that, um, you know, it, it can do all sorts of things. So, like, you know, like my, like ultimately, my childhood was fine. Like, um, you, know, yeah. you, you go through the things you do as a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, uh, your brother sometimes bashes you up because <laughs> you, you didn't, didn't want to play cricket or whatever. But, no, yeah. but, you know, you go through some stuff. Like, I was lucky because... My parents split, but then mum and dad met someone each respectfully. And, you know, then they're still to this day, like 20 years later, in the same relationship, and they made it work. So the thing about mine is that, you know, my brother and I went to live with mum, and then every school holidays we're going to see dad. You know, he was first in Goulburn, he met my stepmom, and then my step 
siblings were there and we grew up together. I was about nine or ten when I first met them and, you know, of course, there was a sibling rivalry. There was, um, you know, and you get this, like, am I good enough? Am I, you know, am I anxious yeah. enough? Like, yeah. you know, you know, and this... So it used to be my brother and I first then. Like, that's yeah. how it first started. Like, you hear back to the old... to the conversation today. We're all getting along great. So, yeah, and I, I would lean on, on my brother to, like, to, you know, guide me, you know. So for a lot of it, um, I I respect my brother enormously, um, and I was lucky. So was it like you? Was that like you? Did you go to your siblings for advice, or how, where did you go? Well, it's, it's actually pretty interesting because I actually bottled it all up. I never actually like spoken to my my parents or anything about it like during that that time so that's why it probably damaged my self-confidence so much like from most of my life okay um yeah so that was one thing I, I wish I knew but I didn't I didn't know how to express my emotions that that was probably um my biggest thing that I got out of all that the insecurities and everything else from being being bullied really so how did you how did you then? transcend beyond such things and um, then start to find your way back, I guess you could say. Yeah, right. Well, a, a part of me, like, I I kind of just put it aside. Like, I didn't really deal with it. I just left it and I went, life's fine. We'll continue. Like... Fuck it. I've got footy on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like, dude, if you, if you keep busy, you put it behind you. Like, I'm not saying this is the right way to do it because that is definitely not the right way to do it. No, definitely not. But I did that for most of my 20s like it's just it just put it all behind me um and then it got to a stage i realized oh i'm in these relationships and there's certain trigger points that affected me like this and, is in your dating life yeah this is my dating life okay. like so i had like the abandonment issues so it's like you want to be close to that person and validated who who originally like abandoned you or who like uh, that's just part of the bullying um, that can bring that up. So how I was bullied at school was like the kids would like say stuff and they'll keep following you with that. Like even if you walk away, they'll continue with that. And I think it's, it's more looking for validation from people to be accepted. Absolutely. Um, yep. Sorry. I am just trying to yawn and sometimes I can't yawn properly. So I'm still <laughs> waiting to get into the ear threat and nose specialist. So hurry up. John Hunter. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. I yeah, I just had to uh, take a little break because uh, yeah, absolute pipes of a champion. <laughs> that, that childhood uh, asthma is still sticking around. So, yeah. so validation, right? Um, can I? I'll be honest with you about something too. Yeah, man. Like this, this is an open space, and I think that's kind of what I want people to do is have a, be comfortable to talk about it because we need to. All right. So go. Uh, okay. So this show is absolutely bringing out all my like. Deep, dark secrets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. In my actual day-to-day life, I'm probably the most confident I've ever been because of the heartbreak I've shared, which you've heard on previous episodes, like living by myself for four years, um, after traversing the world and living by myself in England and doing that, like that was huge for my confidence. And just um, sort of learning how, learning what works for you in relationships after a few like breakups and stuff. But in terms of relationships themselves, yeah. it's like maybe it's a control thing. I don't know, but I um, I'm still not the most confident in there. So yeah. if I were to date someone, which you know I'm still looking, so you know 
Hook a brother up, of course. Hook a brother up. Um, we're, we're both single here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Hook us both up. <laughs> absolutely. But um, if, if you know, full disclaimer, this is this is truly heartfelt. If I were to, if I, my last relationship, um, not the girl from last year, I dated for two months, but before that, it was about a year-long relationship, and I've always had this idea in my head of a relationship truly being 50-50, like, you know... She was up at the bay, which is about 60Ks one way, and work is 60Ks the other, so it's an hour, hour travel each way. Yeah. So, you know, it was fine for me to go up there and then drive two hours to work, but the idea of she'd never come down, and like, it, you know, it sucked. Um, but also at the same time, she just, she was able to confidently, like, weave her way through the relationship, and I, that was one thing I was always truly jealous of, because I, I, I've never had that ability, um. And, like, like, nice girl. It didn't work out for other reasons. One was my own insecurities and anxieties. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, that look for validation, as you put it. Um, you know, I guess a little bit here and there, like, back then, I needed a little bit of reassurance. It's like, you know, are you okay? Like, I've always been, if I'm hosting people, I, I, I guess I overcompensate by trying to make sure too much of everyone's having a good time. Yeah. But if you just, if you can see everyone smiling and having beers or whatever then that should be sign enough for the average person to go, you know what, we're enjoying ourselves, then just fucking sit back and relax, bitch. But my brain isn't wired that way. <laughs> and only, like, you know, going back over the last four years living by yourself, you, you learn to not sweat the small stuff. So, like, you know, yeah. in, by comparison into other things, um, you know, it's it's not that bad, but, like, you know, we're always doing that as humans. We're always, you know, old mate's got a better car, I want one of those, or his house is bigger, or her, you know, boat is whatever it might be. Yeah. Actually, if I met a chick with a boat, fuck yeah, super <laughs> like every time. <laughs> but but you, does that make sense to you, man? Like, Yeah, it, it does. I, I probably see things a little bit differently. Like, I'm not materialistic. At all, like, I, I hate like the egotistical side of yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. I um, so I should have clarified, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's I mean, how I took it. But yeah, yeah, I'd rather be someone's rich toy boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> rich toy boy. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't set up with some. I can't set. As I said previously, I cannot set myself up with someone unless I'm happy in myself. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there now. Like I feel like for the first time in a long time, I'm like I can confidently say, "Hey, Dal, how you doing?" Yeah. And like, okay, I've taken the limelight off you too much. Oh, I've back, back. Oh, I'm enjoying this. So that's episode this. 19 oh, of oh. <laughs> Mitch does a podcast on himself. Mitch talks um, to Mitch, the Mitch story. <laughs> so, all right, so, well, where are we? Where do you want to go with this? Validation. You Valid- spoke about validation. Yeah. Your relationships. And you said that you felt like you were, you were like abandoned and stuff. Yeah, well, that that's just, like, the feelings, and it's funny, like, because I was, I also, like, back in the day, I, I was um, quite a heavy kid, like, as in, I had a lot of weight, so I had a lot of self-confidence issues, and, yeah, got to a stage, I'm like, I have to lose weight to be validated by other people, and yeah. that that was a part of my journey, like, I think I've done pretty well with the, the weight loss thing. You look, like, you, <laughs> like, I'm talking, ladies, I'm talking, like personal trainer physique he's got guns bigger than my head and like he's got triceps he's got biceps and he's got an absolute washboard stomach i mean uh, if i cook a steak later i'm gonna get right off that bad boy <laughs> yeah so like, I'm, I'm 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 pretty happy with with that um but yeah to get back on to the 
the subject, it's it's funny. Like you fo- you find one thing like that you got to work on, and then there's always something else that pops up. So I think it's it's there's always something that we have to work on within, yeah. within ourselves. If we can't, if you can't, okay. So no one is perfect. No, hundred percent. I no, mean, I'm pretty it, close, but and no. I <laughs> I don't think you want to be perfect. Like we we want to have our little quirks. Like it, mm. it's cool. That's but cool. that that idea of perfection, um, I, I spoke about it with Katrina Jane, the clairvoyant. Yeah, she said that. You know, you can't find someone perfect because everyone's definition of perfection is different. Yeah. Like your perfect girl might be red hair, green eyes, you know, slim build, and mine might be brunette, brown eyes, you know, whatever. Uh, You know, uh, uh, there's no such thing as perfection. So if you can't fix something, like me, I want to fix on losing a bit of weight around my stomach and getting stronger. That's one thing I want to work on. Yeah. Um, You know, is that what you mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just cool. yeah, there's always something, or there's even a mental thing that comes up, like a mental block or something. And there's always something to work on. So, so how do you get through those barriers? Like how do you motivate yourself to to want to overcome such things? Um, I think it's actually having the courage to look in and yeah. go, you know what? Like why am I acting this way? Why am I doing this? And if you want to be better, so like I always go, all right, I didn't handle that situation as well as what I would have liked. Why do I act that way? And how do I change that within myself to be comfortable to go, all right, I need to change? Fair enough. So um, there's a there's a technique I was taught by a counsellor yep. who, it sounds very similar to the challenging your thoughts process. Have you, are you aware of this? Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of things in my mind, but yeah, it's probably very similar. Like I do things my own way. So but, yep. for those that are unaware, this is what was passed on to me by a, um, a licensed psychologist. So, you can't, you, okay, for full disclaimer, you cannot stop those thoughts rolling into your head. You know, thoughts like you see someone and go, oh, what does that person do for a living? Or, you know, why is this person driving like a dickhead? You know, you, you just can't do it. Like, yeah. thoughts always see, first, for starters, cannot stop that at all. No, no, you can't control it. But she said to me, she said that challenging your thoughts is a lot like, because the, the, the mind is a muscle. So, the more you work out, the buffer it'll get. So, you know, challenge your thoughts. Is it fact? Is it fiction? Does that person think I'm a dickhead? And if they do, you know, what what evidence supports it? Or is it just what my brain's thinking and there's actually no evidence of it? Yeah. You know, now I spoke previously about like some in in my life, um, you know, it's, it's conflict resolution. This could be used in as well. So you just go up to the person and say, hey, is everything okay? And nine times out of ten, you might have thought they were mad at you, but in actual fact, they were just having a shitty day. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Is that pretty much close? So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's one point of view. Yeah, because yeah. we we often take a lot of things personally. Like if someone's having a bad day, we reflect that on ourselves. Absolutely, even, even though it's not like it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how we process um, information. But everyone's also different on that. That's that extent. true. Are you like, like me? It's just like if you uh, say, for example, the road was closed the other week to to go to work one way, and the the thought process was oh, shit, I'm actually going to have to call in sick today because of it. The brain always goes to the worst common denominator. Yeah, that's, and, that's how it's set up. And, yeah. how it, and how it affects you uh, directly to start off with. Yep. And before you have time to process it and think, oh, your first thought process would be, oh, shit, I hope everyone was okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's human nature to go, how does it affect me? Worst common denominator and, like, what can I do about it later? Yeah. Yeah, but no. So it's it's a it's an interesting journey. A lot of things like if you do decide to look inward yourself, like a lot of things come up. Um, 
I was I was fortunate to come across this um, lady who does uh, shiatsu, and she also does like an emotional freedom technique. So, okay, explain to us what shiatsu is, who the lady is, and can okay. you elaborate on that for us. Yeah, her name's Joya. She's in Newcastle. Um, I think it's her. Don't don't uh, the pronunciation of the that's okay. company we'll, may not we'll, be right, we'll, but it's, put her up on the socials later. Yep, that's fine. Uh, Shiolus Sphere. That's her little space that she's got. Shiolus Sphere. Yeah, I'll, 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 we'll put it up later. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. that's, that's the easiest way. Okay, so tell us about this sphere. Ah, no, well, it's a, I actually just pretty much just booked it randomly because I wanted a massage, like, let's be honest. Oh, so it's like, it's um, massaging but spiritual? Um, so the, the, the emotional freedom technique is a different thing to the shiatsu. Okay. So it just came up online. I was referred to go there. Um and yeah i was referred to go to that place um how do i explain this best you can best i can, best you can. <laughs> and i'm back let's let's just let's just run with it um yeah so that's when i tore my rotator cuff so i just need to repair that so i'm like the shiatsu will work and it was like this emotional freedom technique and i was like oh what the hell is that let's just give it a shot so what how did you get onto the shiatsu so shiatsu massage is a form of Japanese bodywork based on concepts in traditional yeah. Chinese medicine, such as the use of chai meridians. Shiatsu derives from a Japanese so it, modern it's, called Anma style. So, so it's it's pretty much um, it's like acupuncture. Yeah, but there's no needles. Like she just actually um, pushes pressure points. Okay, cool. And it's a way to release certain energy blocks in your body. Um, so it's releasing the pressure on like blood vessels and shit. Yeah, and muscles and all sorts of things, and it's like correcting posture. There's it benefits every part of your body. Like, cool. uh, so I how did you get onto that? Curious, because I need a my back done. <laughs> <laughs> I I got onto it because um, I wanted to see a kinesiologist. I'm 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 alternate as I'm hippie. Remember? <laughs> uh, so what was that word you just said? Kinesiologist. What's a kinesiologist? <laughs> yeah, Google it. Look it up. Google it. No, no. Um, it's cool. I'm and really and she. So they had like a yoga workshop, and I was trying to book in to see them, and she referred me to this space. Um, yeah. So I kind of went out on a whim, and like, man, like the first session, it was like we were talking pretty much brought up all my past, how I was feeling. Yeah. Okay. So the, um, the, the, the kinesiology is. An alternative form of massage treatment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And the shiatsu is kind of a similar thing, but it's more acupuncture. It's based off acupuncture and pressure points and releasing energy. Okay. And the emotional freedom technique is it's like tapping. It's funny because like you you start talking and going through things, and you go through a certain tapping sequence. I'm probably losing a lot of people here, but um, well, you know, uh, the end of the day, like. I do this because if it can just reach one person and go, and they go, oh, hang on, I'll give that a go. And even if they don't, their knowledge base might increase a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. man, this is your story. Yeah, yeah. You tell right, it. Yeah, <laughs> all right, we'll keep running. <laughs> um, I mean, if the, so, if the director doesn't like it, he can just fly me. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so like it was like a tapping technique, and the first session was like an hour and a half, and that whole hour and a half, I was pretty much crying. Like tapping technique. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the information's there. Like if you're interested in it, look it up. Um, okay. I'm going to Google that too. Yeah. It's um, emotional freedom technique and I highly recommend it to anyone, but that's, that's really changed my life. 
like for me like it, it works it's worked for me and that's the main thing um and it really made me look inward as of why i do things and yeah that's that's a part of okay who so i am now and what i do the emotional freedom technique or eft yep is an alternative treatment for physical pain and emotional distress yeah it is also referred to as the tapping or psychological acupressure technique so or eft so yeah well there you go so I might even chuck up a, a YouTube video on what this is. Yeah, man. I, I highly recommend it. It's alternate. Um, I I love it. So every few weeks I'm, I'm going there and doing it. And it, it actually, you can do it yourself. Like once you've learned how to do it, you can actually do it yourself. Okay. And I, I highly recommend it. Well, if you found something that works for you. Um, oh, okay, so I'll chuck that link up underneath later on. Yeah, man. Yeah, emotional freedom technique. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Well, you know, if we all, if we can find something that helps us de-stress or declutter our lives, because, you know, it's that theory. It's like you've got a, a full coffee cup, just like I do right here with this swelling with this gorgeous almond vanilla <laughs> latte, and my friends will make fun of me. With they ten said, teaspoons of sugar in it. <laughs> yeah. If your if your coffee is more than three words long, then piss off. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Some of the blokes at the pits just like, yeah, I'll just have a, a long flat white. I'm like, oh, what about your coffee? Oh, fuck off, Mitch! <laughs> they say a short black, you said the same thing. <laughs> but uh, but it's it's you know, so you got a full cup, and the water is always going to continuously pour into it. Yeah. So you need ways to empty the cup. That's right. Yeah. Was, was it? Oh, I forget the name of the ex Dragons player who came out a few years ago and did like a a talk to us at one of our training days and it was you know because in in mining okay so we're going to delve into that realm for a minute yeah yeah, yeah. go for so it in mining statistics show that suicide is is quite high um especially it's higher within males oh and um, so. you know and you know obviously it's like gender aside it's a sad thing if anyone takes their own life it's a sad thing and what that's i think where that stress can come from is that you know the amount of stuff that we miss out on um, yeah, you know that old thing is just like you know we earn good money. Yeah, we do, but it comes at a cost. Yeah, uh, so it we comes at a health cost as well. We do a, a constant, constant revolving day and night shift roster, and yeah. at least two nights a week, and every fourth week we do three nights in a row. Yeah, we'll be working nights, so that's twelve-hour shifts, seven till seven. Twelve and a half, actually. Twelve and a half. <laughs> there you go. I was thirteen the other night because of the daylight savings change, <laughs> and you know, so you know, the thirteen-hour shift, just the way it happened to be on the roster. So, but you know, some of the things like we choose to do it. You know, no one, there's no one forcing us to make this living. You know, no. that's fine. But like, just the amount of stuff I missed on this year. Like a few weeks ago was my niece's third birthday. I was rostered on. So far out. I, it sucks because I, I not. I don't often see them enough, and I, I really, really fucking hate that. But, you know, you still have to make a living, and, like, you know, you have to make a living and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, the amount of shit I've missed out on in my, what, four or five years of mining. How long have you been in the game for? Um, I've done it for three years. Oh, it's actually probably over that. It's probably about three and a half, four yeah. years now. In that time, you've always done the rotating, because you were yeah. at a different pit to the one we're at now. Yeah, yeah, I had the lifestyle roster before. So, yep. for those who you are unaware, the lifestyle roster is a style of roster where you work more in a row and then you get longer off. Whereas 
the current one we're in now, the longest stint we'll do is three days, and then yeah. we'll get a little bit. So, last one example of lifestyle roster is two days, then three nights, and you get five days off. Yep. And then five days on, four days off, and so on. Yeah, just repeats. Yeah. The idea is to over. have a, a better lifestyle in brackets. Um, but yeah, by the end of the five shifts, I bet you'd be wrecked. Yeah, you're wrecked, but I actually found it. The days off gave you time to recover because you literally had a block of four or five off. Yeah. So I found that a little bit better, but it's still shift work. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, shout outs, I've said it once before, shout outs to all those shift workers out there. If you happen to know one in your life, give them a hug. <laughs> you know, or, you know. Bring it in, Mitchie, bring it in. <laughs> Hug it upstairs, not downstairs. Um, Stop it. (laughs) But yeah, so the reason I bring that up is because shift work, mining, um, can take a heavy toll on your mental health. Um, Yeah. You know, because you you are, sometimes when you come off night shift, you know, it takes, you can either choose to be tired all day, stay up all day and sleep that night. Yeah. Or you come home, have a few hours sleep, and then it throws your sleeping pattern out of whack. And Mm. everyone knows that if you're fatigued and restless then that could be a contributing factor to having a poorer mental health uh, level. Oh, so it like, makes, a, makes a huge difference. And especially like um, I found, especially in my, my previous relationship to working shift work, like it put a lot of pressure on that relationship. It did? Yeah, it certainly did. And the fact that even if you had a little tiff or something, like before you went to work, oh, yeah. like man, like you, you, you'd, you'd go, because then you're like in... In mining, like, we're in isolation for the whole shift. Okay, so this is open-cut mining, underground, possibly a little bit different because, you know, you're working with the guys. You literally need to work with each other to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. So in, in open-cut, you're operating a bit of gear, um, whether it be a truck, dozer, pushcat, grader, dig it, whatever. Yep. You're in a cab by yourself. You have the means of talking to others through a two-way radio. But in that time, especially trucking, you have nothing but time for your thoughts nothing but time yep. so all you pretty much have is the this amfm and yeah the two you, way. Can, you can always uh, download and listen to uh life's a mitch podcast now streaming on uh, <laughs> but um yeah yeah you're right so when i first started i actually had a girlfriend that's that was uh, and i'd be dating her for a few months before i'd started yep and when i did start there she would say things like Oh, when you get earn, earn a big wage, like, you know, you can pay for this and that, mucking around, you know, which I get that. But if you have an altercation, like if you have an argument, say, oh, altercations about, it sounds like we're punching up on each other. It's not, <laughs> wasn't the case at all. She would have punched the shit out of me. But, um, you know, if you had an argument, say, and then it's human nature to stew on that, and then it can affect your yeah. work. So, like, for example, there was one night there where we, we had an argument about, oh, whatever it was, I can't even remember. Um, towards the end there we'd argue quite a bit and um, we and I stood on it it was lucky it was day work and not nights Mm. and I you know and when we go there um, phones aren't allowed yeah so I've never taken my phone to work and I know Jace doesn't really either so like we um, were there and there's no communication in the outside world only like recently phones have been landline phones have been put in the crib arts but the last thing you're going to want to do is in your crib break is ring someone, yeah. try to resolve it, and then there's another argument on the work phone then. Oh. It's just like... And then ev- everyone else in the crew part's there as well. So yeah, there's it, the added it, pressure. It makes, makes an awkward situation. So, you know, to any operator out there, or, you know, truckies as well, truckies are uh, courier drivers on the road doing long hauls. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Ambos, Flyries, Coppers, you know, like... Actually, you know what? Every single profession that's out there, we're, we're all going to stew on it somewhat. Unless you're that busy socialising with people all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I lost my thought of process there, but bring it back. This episode's going to be called Tangents and Single Men. <laughs> the mining story. Um, but it's... it's um, yeah, it can, it, it's it's made me stressed out a lot. Yeah. And and then you, the last thing you want to do is take that home after 12 hours of stewing on it, thinking yeah. about what you're going to say to this person. And well, then, you, got tw- you got 12 hours to plan what you're going to say. It's a, it's, it's a bad, yeah, it's, it's not a good mental situation to be. It's, it's definitely, mining isn't for the faint-hearted. As I said it before, it's not just a job, it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. I mean, I personally put on a fair bit of weight because I've got the higher wage I've been splurging and treating myself but like you know you sit there in the gear and you stay in your mobile while you're doing your job yeah um you know and irregular eating patterns um irregular exercise patterns yeah so you know you have to it's 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 harder than a lot of people give you and that's what that's where the higher wage comes from it comes from having to work extra hard to look after yourself it comes from dealing with fatigue and tiredness i know some people that cannot like like let me say that again. I know some people that cannot like r- routinely do day to day life because they just don't function on being tired. Yeah, it took me that long to articulate the word function. Good job, Mitch, you dickhead. <laughs> but like, it's um, yeah, it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. And although some people seem bitter and and whatever else, there are, there are a few people that drop pearls in there, and they're absolutely delightful to work with. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would imagine that's how everyone in that pit feels about me because I'm an absolute gem to work now. Nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but like I even find myself um, in that industry. I'm not really a social person. It's, but as soon as you take me out of that space, I want to interact with people. Like it's, yeah. it's or it's professional. Mitch is different to you know podcasting. Mitch. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not being paid for this. That's the biggest difference. <laughs> this this is for love, man. Oh, that's probably why it finishes so quickly. <laughs> oh. But like I can't, you know, at the pit that we're at, you've got a hundred people on crew, just production. Plus you got day work through the week. You got office staff. You've got, and then you got the maintenance staff as well. So it's not exactly a place to go and try and want to stick out. You want to stay under the radar, do your job. Go home. Yeah, that's all. That's it. What do I want to do anyway? Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we so uh, so we circumvented back to what we were originally talking about, which was you know like having that mental state to be able to deal with all this stuff. So yeah. you know to, to to wrap that part up. Shout outs to shift workers. Shout outs to those who were having to try extra hard to try and maintain a balance. And um, you know if you found something a technique like you have to, to that helps you with that. Yeah. And fuck yeah. I'm Mitch Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you go once a week to this alternative medicine stuff. Yeah. I've, I've forgotten the name of it. I, I try. <laughs> e- e- M- EMT and um, Shiatsu. Yep. Yep. Oh, EFT, sorry. EFT. EMT yeah. is the uh, terminology is for American uh, ambulances. I yeah, think. Emer- yeah, whatever. Um, where do we go from here? Ooh, we go onwards and upwards, just like a right up a drain pipe. <laughs> right up a drain pipe. Well, like, okay, so you've got an Instagram. Yeah, okay, yep. Which I'll put down below. But you, yourself, have started the journey yeah. to want to help people, help people transcend and 
yeah, and get yep. better better their selves. So tell us a bit about that. How how are you going about it, and what are you doing so far? Um, so far, I'm just kind of trying to add more people and show more awareness and let people know they have someone to talk to about their things. And if you want advice, I'll give you my spiel on it. Um, and it's kind of yeah, just to encourage people to talk because men don't talk. Last and- week, last week's episode, I'll send it to you, uh, Jack. Who this is it? This actually, I wanted to bring this up earlier. Jack was the same thing. He's okay. So he spoke about the difference to is between like masculism, which is the male term to fight for, fight for equal rights. Which ultimately, you know, things like well, and feminism is the fight for females to have equal rights with men, which I'm all for. Okay, so things like cutting cutting the pay gap, um, things like uh, things that Medicare cover and stuff like that. So what jack does is that he he fights for that sort of thing from a male perspective so you know we're saying before that in in america that the united states has six centers that women can go to to get help and support from the government whereas they have none for males yeah um you know things like uh over here the laws like state that generally speaking if there is a like a breakup or a divorce then generally speaking the um the children would go with the wife because like, cause the idea behind that is that you would stereotypically think the man would have the higher paying job. Therefore, the government's more likely to give the kids to the mum so the man can then pay the mother child support fees. And I learned that recently. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Um, mm. But obviously, every, each county is going to be different. So, you know, and Jack spoke about how, you know, women have fought since the big feminist rights movement in the 60s. Back before that, it was like a woman's place is in the home. A woman's place is, you know, a homemaker or whatever. Which, obviously, I don't personally... This is just what happened. Because yeah. he's 70-odd and he's seen this, this shit come to fruition. And, you know, in the modern world, you know, women trying trying to face the, the hardships of, you know, not being in the workforce for as long as men in terms of, like, CEO positions and stuff. And it was interesting. And uh, he got me thinking. Um, he's right. Like, I know some professional women out there who absolutely get treated like garbage and I fucking hate it like it, it absolutely breaks my heart um, yeah and you want to see things like that have a resolution yeah um, yeah you know and like these things like we've spoken about before this domestic violence um, like campaign that they do the White Ribbon Foundation yeah so it's for survivors of domestic violence who are predominantly women because you know I don't know what statistics show, but um, the result of physical violence is generally a man hitting a woman more. But there are cases of women hitting men, like Catherine Knight, Australia's worst serial female killer. She killed her and skinned her husband up in scone and then served the, the head in the crockpot. Do you not know this story? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's, so it's, like, it's, a bit, it's a bit sickening. And it, it is gross. So there are, there are <laughs> stories on both sides, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, males can be victims too, but predominantly it's women who suffer the wrath of stereotypically physically stronger men so you know it's it's one of those things where we're all going to have to work together yeah like, are, I, I think men and women are both equal hell yeah um, and hell yeah we are and we have our differences yeah. and I think we just got to all support each other with those differences definitely and so. everyone's an individual so man just yeah if you want to chat or whatever just come forward yes yeah, so as an as a guy who is an absolute advocate for and supports mental health, you know, I it took me a long time to get to this point, but 
I'm not too proud to put my hand up and go, you know what, I'm in trouble here. Mm. And Jack, Jack highlighted the fact that I'm not a lot, like that's what we need to do. We need to speak up and let women know like what we need. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, because women have let us know. They'll let us, not me specifically, but men know. Hey, we need, we need more support. We need everyone to stop the stigma, and we need to have more equal opportunities in the work workplace. For example, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah good on them. And they have done a, a, a great job in highlighting, you know, what areas need to be, you know, what need areas need to be highlighted and, and bettered. Uh, I don't even know if it's a word, bettered. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, good on them. So that's what we need to do. I reckon 20 people in a room with open-mindedness and active listening can achieve a lot more. Oh, 100%. And th- that's the thing. It's like if everyone actually looks, wants to improve and looks inwards at each other like we, we raise the vibration like we all feel better all about like, those good vibrations yeah the, the good vibes man good vibes um was it those old bingley ads come in no better electrical come in and we'll slash the prices actually actually how, how's this i don't i don't even watch tv yeah i refuse like every no it's glenn oh. gary and the good guys come in and we'll stand and out and out that's right i think it was like an early 2000s ad campaign yeah it's, uh, I'll, I'll actually touch on that too. Uh, it's it's um, something that I I do is I keep away from the media. I keep away from that negative energy. Um, if I pick up a PlayStation controller, I ask myself, what am I getting out of this? Is it is it bettering my life or am I just here wasting time? I have wasted many hours. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you why I play games. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, we as humans, we need escapism from all that shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whether it's in the form of you know smashing some boxes with Crash Bandicoot or shooting some aliens with Master Chief or whatever it is, I play games. A lot of people like to get online, have the social aspect of multiplayer. Great. Mm. And everyone knows by now that I am a huge fan of storytelling. Yeah. And hearing like hearing stories, absorbing them through whether it's through the game of a medium of a game, a book, a series, a movie, whatever. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's escapism. I play. I, I don't play multiplayer games. I buy a game for story mode. Yeah, yeah. So that's one reason I do it. Mm. Um, but if you're there thinking, what am I doing in my life? Then you're... And that's fine. You're allowed to have that. Yeah, So yeah. your priorities are elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. fine, man. But like, it's, just, it's just my view uh, yeah. on things is... Um, I feel as a society, we're very on our phones. We're very... Um, we're not present. No. We're not present. We're not actually being there for each other. So if you take that away, it's like, what am I doing on here by myself? Why don't I go out there? Why don't I be in that social environment and actually interact? Because it, that's a that's a massive thing that's missing. People might retort and say, because of coronavirus, we can't. Oh yeah, that, that, that's 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 true in your defence. But um, boom, that's that's not just the defence. That's a get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's oh, no. I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, now, I've mentioned in the last three episodes. Watch the social dilemma on Netflix. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, okay. It touches about the social. It touch, it's the, the dilemma is social networking. Yeah. So these there's a lot of okay. So what it is? It's there's a lot of uh, former executives and presidents and engineers that have worked for all these massive media companies: Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, and so on. I mean, one of the guys on there was the guy who invented the like button on Facebook. <laughs> Or helped co-invent it. Like, co-invent it. So, like, that right there was a huge cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Um, something as simple as a click that had the word like on it and a thumb icon. Yeah. But, like, so it's... Uh, it, what it is, it's both a factual drama and, like, a dramatised um, 
story. Mm. So they take a young family and young kids who deal with you know social media and like how absent it can be. It, it can be an addiction. Yeah. Um, so I get what you're saying, man. Go and watch that. Do yeah. yourself a favor. Yeah, yeah. I like. I just think we we all need to get out there more. Enjoy life for what it is. Enjoy your free time. Do you remember that old ad campaign? Be in that today, live more of your life. Dude, uh, I said I, I don't... I, Dude, my old, these old lube mobile will come nah, to you, 13, 30, nah, 32. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always doing things, man, always doing things, activities, just, yeah, bring it on, love it. If I had a, if my memory was that photographically close to learning stuff at school... <laughs> You'd be a genius? I reckon I'd still be a coal miner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I only applied myself when I tried to learn lines from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the same. I, 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 yeah. My friend Brooksy, episode two, best friend, shout outs. He knows The Simpsons. Actually, and my friend Dave, who a few weeks ago celebrated his 30th birthday. He's coming on soon, I'm hoping, because he tells a hell of a story. And But it's just every time we get together, there's always Simpsons quotes dropped. Oh. It's, it's great. <laughs> wow. But no, I, okay, so... So how well, how can people reach you and how do like how would people get in touch with you and try to educate themselves more on what you're trying to do? Um, man, just just jump on on Instagram, put fr11ts in the search, and it's just there. Yeah, there's only one of me. Oof. Yeah, you know, well, maybe we might be able to make a more. Maybe you might be able to start a YouTube channel or start your own potty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can do something like that. Uh, the world's an oyster, so we'll Oof. just see what happens, see how many people want me to do content. Na- natural, want... natural or kill Patrick? Because uh, if we had a world covered in bacon... <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, man. That'd be sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> that joke was was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I rate it. It had a hard exterior, but on the inside was delicious. Just like an oyster, <laughs> I'm in the zone today. You're in the zone. What if, what if you like oysters natural? Well, then that's fine. Yeah. You can go to that planet. But you can go to that this planet. This planet covered in bacon right now? This planet's bacon. <laughs> I mean, I know there are people out there that don't like bacon. That's fair enough. Yeah. Everyone's an individual, but man. a guy can have his fantasies, okay? <laughs> yeah. If I could just have, like... At least instead of the world of made of Cadbury, it's a world made of bacon. See, Cadbury wouldn't work me because I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, so that's Mitch's version. And that's just like it would just be chocolate and shit everywhere. It'd be horrendous. <laughs> but if there was bacon everywhere, there would just be pigs and shit everywhere. <laughs> pigs and shit. The world would pr- probably no good for CO2 emissions. But... Oh wow. Okay, I digress. So I'll put that link down bottom. This has been fun with with tangents and stories and yeah this is what it's all about like you've got a lot out of me today yes sweet so the one connected tissue that every show every episode has so far is that we take we as uh the americans might say they might have a wind as aussies would say we have a whinge kiwis would say they'd say shut the fuck up (laughs) so jace time to have a bitchy with mitchy what do you got for me this week I, I, I never bitch I never complain but I have to find something I um gotta gotta break it down for you Jan. the last 53 minutes we've bitched both of us have bitched Pro- actually probably we have alright 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 but this is this is a safe space where we actually want you to to uh, shed a tear shed some light make it an absolute listener's delight <laughs> <laughs> 
was that was not really, I was on the spot. Fuck yeah. Okay, actually, here's one. Here, here is one. Um, if you're ever going through Tinder, all that kind of stuff, get rid of the filters. You don't need filters. Be you. Be yourself. We don't need filters. <laughs> Maybe I should call you Instagram because your audio content needs a filter. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing at my own jokes here. <laughs> no, that, 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 I think that's a decent one. Mm. What? No? You... But like, I, okay, so I get it. So as a... Okay, look, I've used Tinder on and off for a long time. Yeah. Um, me personally, like, if it's... Okay, I get that some people, you know, males and females and trans and whatever you might identify as, we all get insecure. Yeah. You know, and the idea of putting yourself out there could be dawning as fuck. Mm. So the idea of a filter to make it look a bit better because everyone might have this uh, understanding that Tinder is superficial and some people only might look at my photos so they're going to try and pick the best five or six they've got Mm. and put it there in the hopes of meeting someone. I I get the process. I personally, I would rather, what's more gorgeous to me is someone who's just themselves. Dude, a bio. I, I always read the bio. You're, you're more of a, a reader, so you're one of the very few of us that pays attention to what the content is. If someone are. matches with me, I, I'm straight to the bio. I, <laughs> I, 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 I want to know. You've just contradicted yourself. You can look at the bio before you match with them. I, I swap everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> time management, man. Time management. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm My bitchy of the week, you. <laughs> Those who contradict themselves... Okay, so I'm having a whinge about photos and filters, but if they have a bio after I've already swiped on them, only then have I got something to fucking whinge about. I've got news for you, champion. Read it first. Save your, save your likes. Oh, uh, I've been Mitch Kelly. And good night. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm going to change my bitch of the week. My bitch of this week is changed to those who aren't proactive about shit. Yeah. Okay? So, those who don't have the foresight to read a bio, waste a like, and say, fuck, I can't believe this. Oh, man. That's why I get unlimited likes, bro. <laughs> you pay for Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, time management. Time management? Okay. I think I think, I think I speak for the vast majority of people that you might swipe on and just say, read it first, then swipe. <laughs> All good. Wow. Having, having forward thinking. Uh, Have some forward thinking. Get the fuck off Tinder and use Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, my cheeks hurt from my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> from my own jokes, I'm on fire today. Uh, so. Nah, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. My. So, my actual. Um, bitch of the week was I say it every week you know we always talk about people with driving issues or selfishness or you know those who smoke durries right in the entrance to walkways it is just that it's those that aren't proactive enough to see an issue that they could mitigate for others yeah and then we have to it's like people just run in front of you like when you're trying to drive your car or you know like shit like that it's just people's People are more reactive than proactive. Yes, 100%. And like, if you just took a little bit of time to think about what you're doing, yeah, then a lot of a lot more people will be able to get to where they have to go or go about their daily lives a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, you know, you take 
take today's episode. We organised to do this a while ago. Yeah, it's actually been arming, a while in the making. Arming and arming because of our rosters and all that sort of shit. But whereas reactively speaking, he's come here, we we're set up, and we're binging about fucking liking bios and shit on Twitter. <laughs> so, but no, that's fine. We're we're here to have a bitch, and my bitch right now. <laughs> Why the fuck do you pay for Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, un- unlimited swipes, man. No, it's just it's just something. It's it's. I'm just gonna reach into my phone and show you something. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> right. So, hit me with it. Um, so my Tinder paying expired in February 16 of 2021. So I've had a few. Oh, hey, but you still pay for Tinder once upon a time. I did I tried it once? You tried it. Because I wanted to send out more super likes. Yeah. Because yeah. I just put a new picture on there and think, fuck, I am popping. I want to pop up on someone's feed. And I got so many likes. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like, anyway, that's my story. That's your so story. So hypocrisy, the name is Mitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, like, so, okay. I like having I, I like doing this because you can always have a good laugh about shit. Yeah, I, um, I like keeping shit light. I'm not too serious. So you're still out there now, kind of. What's the ideal lady for Jace? What are you looking for for the moment? Um, ideal lady. I actually don't have a um a set type. No, I don't have a set type. I like, what about characteristics of someone that you might like? Dude, like I, I don't. I think if you meet someone and you get their vibration feeling. All about the good vibrations. Yeah, man. Like, it's like someone like it's like a a comedian, right? Take this for example. We're we're a dime a dozen. So. A, yeah, a comedian can say some pretty horrible things if you read the content, but it's the way they tell it. It's the same as someone. It's it's, it's such an individual thing, man. Like, I am. Um, I can't really tell you what I'm after, but I'm attracted to very, like very different people. Yeah, I don't have um, a I don't have a like a set. Uh, look, like, yeah, um, I, I know people go. Some people go, oh, only blondes. Or, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm open. Like, yeah. I'm hoping a girl goes. Oh, I'm into, uh, you know, guys with Devon patches <laughs> and square shaped heads. You're in. Oh. <laughs> Don't I, tempt me with a good time. <laughs> you know, if you swipe me on Tinder, I'm sending you a, a strong. Uh, I'm going to put filters on my photos and. <laughs> um. But yeah, okay, I can I can see both sides of that argument. Like uh, I think I think people need to be comfortable with themselves, be you, and embrace yourself. Embrace yourself for who you are. If I put a photo up of my ass popping, and there was a sepia tone, I no one wants to see your ass, bro. <laughs> I do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Wearing can. shorts, dropping it like it's hot, and doing a deep squat. Or on a mankini, bro. No, no, no one needs to see that. <laughs> but if I'm doing a squat and my ass is a popping. And I've got sepia showing, the, the sepia tone showing, and it accentuates my left cheek. Ooh. And I'm going to put that fucking filter on. You, you, you got to do what you got to do, bro. Oof. At, at least one unfiltered. One unfiltered is all I ask. That's all I ask. I guess there's always that thing. Whereas, like, I've looked at photos in the past and it's just faces. Yeah. It's like, I would like to see someone out having fun. Someone, mm. you know, maybe... With their friends, like you see, you know what they what their physiques like yeah, too. Because, yeah. like, I know that's probably shallow minded, and I get that. But like, I'm not gonna me personally. I carry on the saying I'm fat and this and that. I'm not that bad. No. Like, 
And like, I enjoy being active and looking after myself, so chances but, are I'd be more attracted to someone who do, is, is the same. But some people love a chubby guy and don't want a guy and that's who's fine. into gym and into that. Like, so everyone's different, so... We all have then, our own story to tell, like... Yeah. yeah. So someone might look at that picture and go, actually, that is the person I want. Maybe. Like, so I, I say be yourself. Because there is someone out there who, who will like you. Express yourself. Yeah, express yourself. Don't be ashamed. You yeah. are who you are. And if you want to better yourself, then better yourself. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Because I'm trying to better my career, and I'm using this as a good excuse to catch up with friends. Mm. Make some content. Shh, let my creative thought process flow. Do it. And absolutely put those filters, photos up for show. <laughs> I'm a modern day poet. I'm this and that. And you fucking know it. And I'm somewhat fat. So I've been Mitch Kelly and good night. Said that line three times. That'll be my yeah, sign off that, my that's, radio that's, show. When that's I your sign off? I'm Mitch are, Kelly. are we signing off? That's No, it's mine. My, my, my sign off is this. So thanks for coming in today, Jace. Um, yep. We'll put up all your socials and yep. I'll put up a, a, a video for the alternate medicines that you're into. Yep, cool. One, because I forgot the name of them and two, they're written in my notes, so we're good. Yep, um, we're good. Awesome. So this would be my sign-off note. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate your time today. Had a good workout. And this is Mitch, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye for now.